is overthinking bad for you? We discuss this and more with special guest Nathan Scher on this episode of The Overthinkers. Hello, thinking people's thinking people. Welcome to The Overthinkers, home for the creative intellectual and the only cult that wants you to think more, not less. I'm your host, Joseph Holmes, filmmaker, film critic, self-deprecating egomaniac. And with me, as always, is my noisomely noble co-host. You're going to run out of in uh, in one of these days. One of these days. Alliterations will but run that out. day, it was not this day. <laughs> not this day. Nathan Clarkson, actor, author, filmmaker, and, I mean, chronic overthinker. Oh, nice segue. But yeah. first, with us on the show again is one of our favorite resident overthinkers. Favorite. I can speak. Uh, he is a writer, actor, film editor, and production guru who has been in the film industry for over four years. His latest article, Is Overthinking Good For You?, is published on our very own Overthinkers Journal. Dot com. Yes. <laughs> Theoverthinkersjournal.com. Yes. And of course, he has our own resident. Hmm, what are your resident? Resident tech uh, wizard. Tech wizard. <laughs> Extraordinaire. Extraordinaire. Yes. Esquire. <laughs> Esquire. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And most importantly, he is a soul whose intentions are good. He is the natural, the naughty, the nifty Nathan Share. Nathan, welcome back. Overthinkers back again. Doing a little East Coast swing. As Nathan. Wait. Hey. Hey. Nathan A. I always forget if I'm Nathan One or Nathan Nathan A. Nathan A. We came up with this brilliant idea of how to differentiate the two Nathans, and nobody can remember it. Well, and neither. I mean, I do. The thing is, neither one of us Nathans wanted to be either Nathan Two or Nathan B, so we decided to become Nathan One and Nathan A. But I always get confused if I'm Nathan A or Nathan One. But I have just learned that I'm Nathan One and Nathan Share over here is Nathan A. Hey. Hey. And now you, now you guys know and you guys can remind us if we're wrong once we start actually doing these lives. And knowing is half the battle. It is half the battle. So. G.I. Joe. Get it? Because he's Joe. I don't get it. G.I. <laughs> Joseph Holmes. Oh, okay. There you go. <laughs> well, all right. And now for an awkward segue. Today. We're doing the podcast. Where's the segue? Is going to like run through here right now? I, I, and yeah. with the puns. <laughs> you know, it's good to all be back in the same room. You should again. be a British man. They love puns over there. Do they love puns? Oh, over yeah. There. I believe okay. that. Well, and as I was saying, <laughs> I was trying to transition us into our topic. Um, today, we are doing a podcast that we all knew was coming eventually. Today, we are overthinking. Overthinking. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Did, do I have to say that again? No, speak to the speak microphone. Speak to the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Our listeners will hear. We. We are overthinking. Overthinking. According to a Huffington Post article, here's what happens to your body when you overthink. Americans are in the middle of an overthinking epidemic, mm-hmm. with 73% of Americans being classified as overthinkers, according to one study, which just tells me that we have a huge untapped market. Oh, yeah. <laughs> My people. (laughs) According to this article, as well as 10 signs you're overthinking what to do about it from Forbes and nine strategies for overcoming overthinking from psychology today, overthinking can be defined by an inability to stop ruminating on a subject long after it stops being either productive or enjoyable. 
While, according to experts, overthinkers tend to believe that their overthinking is always productive, psychologists warn that excessive overthinking on subjects can have detrimental psychological and physical effects, including but not limited to analysis paralysis, increased mm. stress, depression, inability to sleep, lack of energy, which may be related to the other one. Worst of all, a decrease in creativity. Uh, really? <laughs> I don't agree with that. Well, we'll do this. We'll dive in. We'll dive in. We'll talk about We're just discussing this. Yes. So that said, others disagree. Oh, <laughs> yes. Um, others in our society believe that oftentimes in our society, people don't think enough. Hmm. In fact, on our very own podcast, Tyler Smith, the film critic, said that our society suffers from people who don't think enough. And he's not alone. Many intellectuals and pundits in America and abroad offer to cry our society for placing too much emphasis on feelings and not enough on intellectual rigor. So that was a long introduction. Nathan Sher, you Hello. Hi, yes, you're here. You recently wrote a post for our Overthinkers Facebook group, which got a lot of attention. And then you turned it into an article on our overthinkersjournal.com. The. The overthinkersjournal.com. That's <laughs> 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 exactly. You have to make sure you actually get there when you're trying to get there. <laughs> where you try to differentiate between positive and negative overthinking. Would you summarize those thoughts for us and what you think positive versus negative overthinking looks like and how we navigate the two? Hmm. Well, let's see. In a nutshell, I would say the difference between positive and negative, if those are even the best words to use for it, is that it just comes down to your motivations, I think. Like, stop and ask yourself why you're overthinking. Are you overthinking because you feel like you need to have control? You feel like hmm. overthinking will lead you for all the answers you need or hope overthinking will help you solve quote unquote solve the situation you're thinking about or are you overthinking because you just literally enjoy this thing you want to understand it better mm. for the sake of just understanding it better because you like it like are you doing it because you want control or are you doing it because you just want better understanding of the thing like why why are you doing it and i think that will give insight as to whether it's good or bad for you because if it's if you're doing it from a sense of control then you're just kind of shutting yourself out from really enjoying the world around you because that's where ego comes in that's where you're thinking okay i'm i i i need to have all the answers because if i don't have all the answers and everything's going to fall apart on me and i deserve to have all the answers if i have all the answers everything will go right for me everything will go wonderful and that's just going to put so much pressure on you that you're not even going to be able to enjoy the things you're thinking about anymore you're just going to be so caught up in what you think reality should be as opposed to what reality is but if you're overthinking things for the sake of enjoying it with the humble understanding that I don't have all the answers, you can actually enjoy reality for what it is. You can actually accept things as they are. You can actually think about things without the pressure of needing to control things. You just accept it as, oh, this is a good and wonderful thing. Let me think about these good and wonderful things about this thing. And let me let those that goodness that I think about influence me and help permeate the goodness that's within me as well. Interesting. Now, see, this is an interesting topic, and I and obviously I might be a which little, is why we decided. Yeah, well, I, I might be a little biased since uh, we run a podcast called The Overthinkers, and yeah. I, guess, <laughs> I don't know which side you think I might come down on, but it, yeah. it is the one of overthinking. Now, I do agree with what Nathan is saying in that I think you know if we look at scripture, it's very clear that I think the verse is "As a man thinks, so is he." Sure, and so I think um, off of what Nathan was saying, the things we think about or overthink about. That's the important part. It's not that we overthink um, too much on a, on a whole. It's that we're overthinking on things we ought not to. Hmm. So that's okay. what I that's what I've been trying to realize and think about in my life. What are the things that I'm using my mind and my hours and my minutes uh, thinking, ruminating 
on because if they are mm-hmm. positive things, they're good things. I'm ruminating yeah. on my relationships, my relationship to God, my creative projects. These are good things to overthink yeah. because I, I will agree with some of the critics um, who says overthinking isn't good for us. I, I see a huge lack of thinking in our culture. Yeah. I see a lot of reaction, reactionary uh, behavior. I see a lot of people um, using only emotion, uh, only reacting to every situation with either anger, kind of the more heightened emotions that require less thought, anger, frustration, uh, rage, these kinds of things, or even or even uh, sadness and crying and, and these kind of things. I think that we aren't, as a culture, we don't think enough about things. Now, that being said, so, so ultimately, I would like to encourage more thinking about every topic um, and more nuanced thinking, because I think that will enable us to understand things better in a way that we won't have to react with these negative emotions. That being said, I do want to say that there, yes, um, anything can be an idol. Any one yep, thing sure. that we do and have, um, that we do in place of God is an idol. And yep. so I do think that thinking can be an idol. We can, mm-hmm. we can rely too much on our own minds, our own intellect, even if we're smart, we can do this. And that comes often in the form of overthinking, thinking things that I have the answers that I can control. Like you were saying, Nathan, yeah. um, that I, if I think about this enough, then I will be able to solve this all on my own and by myself. Um, so, you know, there is two sides to this and, and yes, there is a negative side to overthinking, but again, I'll refer back to what I said earlier and what Nathan was saying earlier. I ultimately think that it's not about whether overthinking is good or bad. It's about what we're overthinking on. Mm-hmm. And so I'd encourage the entire world to start overthinking more, but overthink, spend your time on things um, that are, that are valuable to you and your time and your pursuits. Um, and th- that's where our overthinking ought to be placed. Overthinking in and of itself is not right or wrong, but it's how we use that. And so mm-hmm. I think it ought to be on things that are, that are good, beneficial, and healthy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I think I think there's an interesting sort of consensus is building here. I mean, obviously, we've started this podcast because we thought that there's beautiful things in the world and deep and important things that are worth thinking about yes. deeply. Mm-hmm. And you know, if if a topic is important, it's worth thinking about. And if it's worth thinking about, it's worth overthinking about. So as we say, it's worth yeah. thinking. Roll credits. It's worth thinking about deeply and in a way that's full of nuances and that you can pick it apart. And it's also something that we enjoy doing. It's fun for us. We like, I mean, you know, I, I can't, I don't enjoy, I, half of an enjoyment of watching a movie for me is afterwards when we get to talk about it. Mm-hmm. We yeah. get to pick it apart. We get to go into its deeper meanings and different things about mm-hmm. it. Yes. And, I, and so I think that, you know, I think Nietzsche was wrong when he said that, you know, if you think more about something, it makes you more unhappy. I think mm. if you think more about something, if you believe that at the bottom of reality, if you dig deep enough into reality at its bottom, it's something beautiful. Yeah. Then the more that you dig, the more beauty that you will find. But he didn't believe there's something beautiful at the bottom. At the bottom. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, the thing is, I think that, you know, it's funny. I was looking up these articles to see what people said about overthinking. I didn't find, you know, I, I, I found a lot of articles that said, you know, here's a problem with overthinking. I didn't find any articles that were saying like, here's a problem with like not thinking enough. Underthinking. Yeah, like, I didn't <laughs> find any articles about that, which I found fascinating. And I think it sort of shows sort of where our society is and its mm. priorities are. Um, C.S. Lewis talks sort of about, you know, um, how the devil likes to give us uh, fire extinguishers on the Titanic, mm. where, <laughs> where we're kind of like, it's like, oh, it's, it's, uh, there's a fire here. It's like, no, yeah, but you're sinking in water. Yeah. Um, but I think that where people were talking about, where, they, where the psychologists were all talking about overthinking, what the problem was with overthinking, 
it really, I was fascinated because you wrote this article without doing any research. And you basically ended up saying exactly what the researchers were saying. Woo! I am too smart. I am too smart. SMRT. The kind of, I know people like you frustrate me. <laughs> um, but is that the kind of thing you're talking about is it is essentially you thinking about a problem hmm. longer then you have the information to be able to work with to solve the problem. Wait, wait, explain that a little bit. So it's like, you're saying, okay, there's a problem or a decision that sure. needs to be made. And you think about it and you exhaust all the possibilities to think about it. And you just need to make a decision because you have all the information you have. Gotcha. And you continue to think about it after- So you, the overthinking isn't serving a purpose in providing you new information exactly. or evidence as to what you should choose. Precisely. It's and more so, like overthinking because you're not accepting the reality that's there. Where it's like, I want there to be more yes. options. Let me think about these new options until new, uh, uh, these old options until new ones somehow magically appears. Or I want there to be more certainty than there actually exists in the world. Mm. At some point you have to say, okay, here are the options. And now I'm just going to have to take a leap of faith and do what I think is the best option. Now I have a thought. Could there be, and no one's spoken about this, My, I grew up in a family that I was very dedicated to education and sure. in a holistic way. Could there be a process that needs to be taught, not think more, think less, not in- uh, and How to think better. <laughs> yeah, how to think, not mm -hmm. think more, think less, but what's the process in which we think well mm -hmm. about things? Because sure. I think that a lot of times, it, you know, if I the cursory look at these articles you're talking about, when they're talking about overthinking, a lot of times they're going, you're not thinking well, well that's what's yeah. exhausting you. Like you yeah. said, Nathan, they're denying the reality in front of them. Of course, that's going to exhaust you. And mm -hmm. obviously we've all experienced this time. I, I uh, this thing from time to time, I've experienced this a million mm -hmm. times, especially in my creative project. Should I choose this character or this character? Should I do this actor, Should I, whatever? it might be those things can be frustrating but i think in in just the real world um I, I think what i see is people not thinking well it's not about the amount as much it is mm -hmm. and so and for me i guess i'm going to re refer back to what i said earlier it's about a couple things what are you thinking about and how are you thinking sure about? yeah mm -hmm. overthinking can be a wonderful or terrible thing depending on what you're thinking about and how you're thinking about it so i think where the training needs to come is not hey i'm going to teach my kids or my students or whatever it might be or my friends to think less rather I'm gonna teach my kids, students, et cetera, to think better and on worthy things. Hmm. Mm -hmm. So what do you think that that would look like? Now, I think I'll, we have particular opinions about what we think is worthy things. Well, there's a good host of episodes. <laughs> exactly. Exactly yes. what things are worthy to think exactly. about. Exactly. Ooh, that's good. Good plug. <laughs> we have a whole backlog of catalogs you can look at exactly. for that if you wanna look for options of that. But what do you think learning how to think well would look like. And I want both sort of your answers to look, to ask. If you, ha you have kids now, like, mm -hmm. you know, how do you, are you raising them in terms of what good thinking uh, mm. looks like? I'm still formulating my answer, Nathan A. Take sure. <laughs> well, the Christianese answer were to say, bring it to Jesus. Okay. But like to expound on that more, basically saying, I think it's under A, understanding that when you have your thoughts, when you're having your thought life, understand that you're not alone and B, understand that you can enjoy yourself. So I think the thing about living in this world and what the enemy tries to do to us is that it makes us think we're all alone, therefore mm. distracts us into thinking mm. that we have all this pressure on ourselves, thinking, mm. oh, I need to have all the answers. I need to know everything. Otherwise, yes. everything is going to fall apart on me. And it also fools us into thinking, oh, I'm not worthy. I'm not powerful. I'm not mm. worth loving. Therefore, I can't enjoy myself. But if I like have all the answers, if I finally like quote unquote, reach the big time, then I'd be worthy of love and enjoyment and whatever. But I can't think straight because I think, I feel like all my thoughts are horrible because the world keeps telling me I'm horrible. So how can, it's so it's kind of the self-fulfilling prophecy where it's like, we 
with a world fools us into thinking that we need to like have our own thought life in order in order to succeed in order to in order to be the best but we think our own thought life is wrong and or we're fooled into thinking that we shouldn't think at all mm-hmm. because the world's saying oh no thinking's bad for you but or then we'll do the thinking for you yeah exactly <laughs> and so we're not really allowed to be ourselves or think like ourselves much less think a lot think yeah. and be ourselves alongside god because there are so many things in this world that want to distract and lie to us so i feel like if you want to know how to think well just understand that you are not alone there are people in your life who love you and who will take care of you and even if you do have to take a leap of faith with, with your answer sometime, mm-hmm. know that there will be people around you. There's someone around you who, who are, who's more than willing to help pick you up and walk alongside you. So like the world isn't going to fall apart if you make one bad decision or two. Like that's, God has literally promised that. To yeah. Us. I think a lot of fear and a lot of the negative yeah. emotion that comes from overthinking is exactly what you're saying. Yeah. You feel alone and you feel that you have to overthink it because you are the only one. Yeah. Um, and if you make the wrong decision, everything's going to go wrong. It's all yeah. going to be on you. And so it's a fear paralysis that yeah. comes yes. that causes the overthinking. It's not enjoyment of something. Yeah. It's yeah. Not, I love thinking about this art form or this, this aspect about God. It's, it's, I need to overthink this because I could get it wrong mm-hmm. and I'm alone. It's, it's a very lonely, yeah. isolating thing. And you're mm-hmm. doing it out of a place that you, I, things can't go wrong. I, I need to think yeah. the right things about all this. And so I can definitely understand mm-hmm. that. It's basically a difference between I don't have all the answers and that's a bad thing or I don't have all the answers and that's a great thing. I mean, I think that's exactly what Jesus talks about when he says, hey, take on my yoke. My yoke is easy. Like you don't have to have all this pressure on yourself. I literally conquered the world for you because I love you. He calls us, this is interesting. He calls us sheep and children mm-hmm. times when he comes. <laughs> and sheep if you don't know are incredibly dumb animals um and so he says let me be your shepherd let me guide mm-hmm. you in this you don't know where you're going but i do and then with children what i love about children is they have this innocence and this blind trust i was hanging out with some friends recently we have a bunch of kids and the kids don't even question that if dad says oh come here no no no, don't do that they just go okay because they trust dad mm-hmm. and so there is this childlikeness and all of our great um, you know, intellectualism, there is a childlikeness we have to hold to be Christians mm-hmm. that says we can know everything in the world and it's not even a speck of what God knows. Mm-hmm. I am God and you are not, or something like that. That's just really fascinating because, you know, I was thinking about this and the immense pressure that we have towards overthinking because we are, you know, in, in the words of Bojack Horseman, you know, I, you know, I'm responsible for my own happiness. I can't even be responsible for my own breakfast. (laughs) And it's like, that's so good. And it's like, you know, we, we live in a world right now where we don't have institutions that we trust. Yes. We don't have, you know, uh, you know, authorities that we trust towards a guide us about what was going to be happy life. You know, they, in, we talked about this in our postmodernism episode where, where that's part of living in a postmodern world is that you don't have trust in a guiding, uh, in guiding authorities, whether it be the Bible, whether our it be cultures and traditions are exactly, breaking down. Are broken down. And therefore it's like, okay, nobody's guiding us about what's going to make me happy. It's and so me. I'll on me. And therefore, how why would thinking be happy thing? It's, uh-huh. it's, it's a life and death. Survival. Yeah. It's yes. a survival thing. And so that therefore yeah. it's better. I'm in a place of safety right now, relative safety mm-hmm. right now. If I make a decision that goes out of that, yes, then I'm taking a risk and that could be life-threatening. So I better think about it really hard and long before yeah. I make a decision. Mm-hmm. It's almost evolutionary. It's, yeah. not, it's almost like you're going back to this place when there was nothing around, you have to fight you know, monsters yeah. to stay alive or find food if you're not gonna starve to death. So it's all on you, you have yeah. to survive. And that's a really unhealthy way to think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. So again, to a- answer your question more practically, um, how to raise kids to right. think better, 
Um, that's a really tough one, but I think it starts with what you guys are saying. It's one, it's introducing the, the world of intellectualism or thinking or high thought in a way that's not out of survival or yeah. pressure or even comparison. You don't compare, mm -hmm. he thought better than mm -hmm. you, he thought better sure. than you. Yeah. It's, it's, you, you introduce this world to your children, to your students, whatever it is, in a way of joy. You yeah. get to ruminate on this beautiful piece of art. Yes. You get to exist and overthink this awesome story yes. you just read yes. or watched. And so you introduce thinking in a world that's positive. Uh, Joseph, uh, well, actually all of us grew up in homes where we spoke to each other and it was a positive thing. Yeah. And you and I, mm -hmm. uh, uh, bonded over this early on when we first met <laughs> yeah. that we both grew up in families that sat across on, at the dinner table for hours on end when you have food and warmth and family around and there you got to exercise your mind in this healthy environment so thinking I associated it from a very early age with good with yeah I get I have a place that has been cultivated for me to explore ideas to think mm -hmm. about yeah. things mm -hmm. so it's never a survival issue and many of us aren't that lucky we didn't yeah. grow up in mm -hmm. families in which we're given that um, and that can be a really hard thing to break, but thinking is a beautiful thing. Intellectualism yes. is a beautiful thing. We have to start associating it with good things. It's, yes. it's yeah. not, we're going to die if we make the wrong choice, but instead we get to ruminate and think and even obsess, which I have, that's a whole nother episode. But <laughs> obsession. <laughs> is obsession bad for you? <laughs> I, I think it's a beautiful thing. And we'll expand on that. For yes. episode. <laughs> but obsession on beautiful and good and healthy yeah. things is what you're supposed, you're supposed to be obsessed with the person you marry. You, yeah. should, you should think about them consistently. They should they should in, uh, take up a huge part of your mind. You sh you're supposed to be obsessed with the greatness of God. You're supposed to be obsessed with the beautiful sunset and art and things that God has created. You're supposed to be obsessed mm -hmm. with beautiful, good things. Because they're literally made to energize us. Why would you not be obsessed over exactly. the things that yeah. fuel you? <laughs> yes, I'm obsessed over really good food. Oh, now there's a couple downsides. <laughs> <laughs> we would need to talk to you. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I think we've been touching on this. I think one of the key facets of this is just it's literally trust because there's a reason why they say the truth will set you free because there's nothing more lonesome than having no one to trust. There's nothing more lonesome than thinking that you can only trust yourself. There's nothing there. You are the responsible for everything that happens in your life because it's shut you off from literally everyone and everything. Yeah. So I think a key thing to remember is trust the way you're made, trust that you are loved, trust that there are people who love you, trust that you are made to be a part of this life and to enjoy this life and find things to obsess over. There's a creator things. who loves you. And yes. everything you love, there's something he put in it to, for you to respond in love to. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because yeah, going back to your point about like kids and their fathers, kids are able to have lots of fun because they trust their dads to lead them right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So two things that I've gotten from this, and yes, there's only two because I wasn't listening. Um, <laughs> he was overthinking about something else. Something else, exactly. I was obsessing about something else. No, um, is that if, if you know, is, it depends on what you think about. Yes. If, if what you're thinking about is beautiful and why you're thinking about it, if the reason you're thinking about it is because it's beautiful, then- And then how? And how, yes, if you're thinking about it in a way that's not about control. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, it's about, you know, appreciating and loving and, you know, then, and you believe that, you know, if that you step out into the world, that you're not stepping out into the void. Yeah. Then mm -hmm. thinking as much as you want and feeling as much as you want and doing as much as you want, all are beautiful things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Philippians 4.8, yo. And, 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 you know, it's, it's, I was, you know, I actually listened to a sermon, you know, this past week where the pastor was talking about the fact that, you know, that's what happens the time when people get tired and weary and discouraged is when they see um, the world and they're not seeing the joy in it. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I was, I was going to add this real quick. I think this coincides with the age old argument. 
and this goes right into the Myers-Briggs, yeah. the thinker versus feeler. Right. And we see the extreme disconnect in our culture. We yeah. see the people who go, look at this chart, look at this chart, look at this chart, and think <laughs> that's going to affect culture. And then we see the people who go, we, bleeding heart, and they, it's all emotion, but it has no fact or science or yeah. study behind it. And both of these things are detrimental, and God created us to be balanced and yeah. fully mm-hmm. the way he made. And so I do think that the age question is, should we be more emotional people or more thinker people? And if you're a thinker person, you're going to say, I think we should think more. <laughs> uh, if you're an emotional person, you're like, we should feel I more. I feel like we should feel yeah, more. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. But I think God created us well and balanced. And, and I think I, I, I've always said this, that our minds and our hearts ought to be in conjunction yeah. uh, in the symbiotic relationship that affects everything each other does. Yeah. So you, whatever you do out of your mind should be informed by your heart. Whatever you do out of your heart should be informed by your mind. And that's the thing is that, you know, the, the people who are, are, who love to think are, believe that there's something evil and problematic with their feelings. Yes. And so mm. they think that that's something that you'd be afraid of. And, mm. people and vice versa. My feelers oh, yeah. are thinking there's something wrong with my mind because my mind gets in the way of the thing that I love. Yes. And vice versa. I think it's God created both of those and things. both of those things you can watch uh, played out how they hurt people. Yes. When they go for just one or the other. Mm. Precisely. And we learn to trust the thing that we're not willing to trust a little bit more. We can learn how to think, think yes. well. Yeah. That's the thing is if you do actually trust that reality at its bottom is good or you know that you believe that god is in control of reality then you can be a realist who's not afraid of actually mm. going wherever the facts lead because you know the facts will go somewhere good eventually yeah and you get or and you are not going to be afraid also to you know actually whatever you think wherever it goes is all going to be beautiful and you're going to yeah. be okay yeah that's a really good way of putting it. Do you, do you think that the world is out to get you or do you trust that God conquered the world? Yeah. And so the question that we answered today yes. is, uh, is overthinking bad for you? And we said, no, but you need to be thinking about the right things. You summed this up about the correct, wonderful, beautiful, good things that God could you think about. You need to be thinking about them uh, well mm-hmm. um, in, in a way that is fosters life. Um, and you need to learn how to think about them in a way that's healthy and that actually gets you to the bottom of truth, but also engages your heart as well. Which yeah. I hope that we do every week on this podcast, shameless plug. <laughs> More or less. Hold us accountable when we don't. <laughs> um, okay, well, that seems like a good place, uh, a good place to end. No to cool. end on. Of course we came out that overthinking is good. I know. This is such spoiler alert. <laughs> Shocker. Uh, yeah, you know, this was this was really uh it was really touch and go there for a yeah. while. <laughs> so oh my gosh, it's they're not like showing up. Touch and Joe. Touch and Joe. No, no, no. <laughs> if you guys want to see what's happening right now, go to our YouTube yeah. and watch no, the episode there. Poking me. No. Poke. It's I don't I don't endorse that joke. I don't endorse that joke. So now we're moving on to my favorite part of the episode. Blesses and curses. Ah yes. Ah I yes. Love our blesses and curses. So Nathan Clarkson, since you brought it up, oh, do no. you have I don't bless and curses? <laughs> I forgot about blesses and curses. I just because I have to pull them right off of my yeah, head. Yeah. Okay. So cool. So Nathan, sure. share. Obviously, you've thought about this. Why? I, I have a bless at least. If you're you watching, right, you good. can see me go on my phone and start googling. <laughs> exactly. Yes. <laughs> my bless is a show called Gravity Falls. If only. Ooh, if I only, think you've blessed us before, and it's a wonderful word. Probably. It's, you can do it. You can do it again. Probably. I want to bless it because specifically for what we were just talking about how uh, mm. the balance between 
emotion and thinking. That's a good idea. Because the two main characters, the brother and sister, oh. Dipper and Maple, they, they are wonderful foils, foils to each other because, yeah, the brother, Dipper, he's very much an overthinker. He tries to control situations by thinking, by looking at the logic and rationality behind it. While the sister, Mabel, she's a fun-loving girl who very much acts on her emotions. And the show, I think, does a pretty great job of exploring both the strengths and weaknesses of both sides of the spectrum and how they make such good, like how they make such a good duo together because a mix of having both in your life is what makes your life rich. Oh, interesting. I got to go back and start watching that again because I watched that when I was much younger. Mm-hmm. And I remember, and it it really does stand the test of time. I saw an episode mm-hmm. recently and I'm going, it's so good. So good. Okay, curse. Curse. Mm-hmm. For bad thinking. Uh, I actually didn't think about that. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're thinking well about healthy things. Exactly. Um, I will go right now and uh, <laughs> give you time if you want to do a curse later. Cool, cool, cool. I am going to both bless and curse the show Sherlock. Mm. Oh, that's such a good one. Isn't it though? I'm very proud of it. Um, So the reason I'm going to bless it is it's really great example of exactly what we're talking about because the whole setup, of course, is you have a person who is obsessed with thinking about things, Sherlock, Mm. who is bound to somebody who's more down to earth. And he like, he only thinks about things to the degree that it's practical for him. Mm. And then then you have the two of their friendship. And of course, you know, Watson keeps, you know, Sherlock grounded and Sherlock gives him great adventures and is able to, you know, help him to be a hero and to help people. And they do a great job of showing how, you know, if you don't aren't grounded in relationships, you are, it's toxic for you. But that if you don't actually think things through, then you're kind of at the mercy of the powers of this world that are trying to control you. Uh-huh. I think it does a great job of showing that through the relationship with Sherlock and Watson. The problem with it is that eventually it's sort of, I think eats itself because it doesn't actually think through its own storylines. It actually becomes sort of obsessed with its sort of flash and bang and shock value without actually grounding those shocks in anything that's really intelligent or has thought it through. Mm -hmm. And so, and there's even a, a, you know, there's even starts to be points where Sherlock seems to be kind of, you know, going back on like the virtues of intellect. Yeah. And so it's a really, it, it's amazing because it was an amazing show that showed that balance, but eventually the writers sort of lost faith in their own story. It feels like, oh, I love Sherlock. Sherlock is a, a great choice. Okay. I have my blessings and curses. Cool. Yes. And, and I'm so happy that I, I just happened to see. So, um, my bless is going to be Calvin and Hobbes. Oh, the comic well series. done. Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. I grew up. Um, reading every single one of these. I went, I was home over the holidays and I found all of my Calvin and Hobbes books. I can pour through these for hours and I forgot how intelligent and insightful these are. And what I love is that you had this, this young kid who is literally overthinking everything. Yes, yes, he's six. And he's talking about philosophy and politics and all these things that we overthink, but he's doing it, he's doing it as he's walking through nature or yeah. having fun with his tiger. Yeah or sledding down a hill or in his wagon, whatever it is. And so you see this very healthy relationship with overthinking. This is yes. a kid who is who is not doing it for survival. He's doing it because these are interesting things that he thinks he ought to spend time doing. And I think it's such a fun, beautiful, um, they really are pieces of art. You need to see his, his animation if you haven't. But I just have always loved Calvin Hobbes. And I love so the, the, he holds this really interesting um, 
dynamic, which is what what I want to hold. Very childlike. He is mm-hmm. running around naked and throwing sticks <laughs> and playing pranks and you know out, out playing built, Calvin building for playing Calvin <laughs> ball while he is tackling these huge philosophical questions. Yeah. And I want to be that kind of person. I love that displayed. Um, and actually. Bill Watterson, the the author, famously said that he doesn't actually always agree with Calvin, and very often, yeah, very often. <laughs> yes, yes. But they're so so good. Yeah. Um, as far as curse, I was trying to think of um, uh, of a movie or a book that shows overthinking to a detrimental place. Yeah. Um, you know, and there's there's what came to mind is notes from the underground, like mm. that. You know, a guy who just overthinks things into isolation and yeah. solitude. Um, but what I think <laughs> I'm going to curse. Actually, curse is another episode. But is the whole? Well, as I say, the God Delusion book. Uh, oh snap! This is someone who is thought alone, who is thought with. I don't want, I don't want to, okay, whatever. If he hears this, we can come on the podcast. Yeah, exactly. We'd love to have you on the podcast. Um, But it seems he, he overthought with um, bias and bitterness Hmm. and anger. And I think all of those are actually emotions that are infecting his thoughts in an incorrect way. And so he comes to an incorrect conclusion, what what I would say, Um, you can watch the debates, but it's interesting to watch someone who overthinks something with so much vitriol behind their overthinking, yeah. how it actually affects the outcome of the thought. So yes. the the God delusion, um, the book. I'm sorry, Richard Dawkins, if you want to come on and you want to talk and you want to give your side of the story, you are welcome. But right I, now, I feel like our being on our podcast should be a great benefit to your career. Yeah, you really get life. Some, uh, exactly. some exposure. Exactly. Yes. You know, you're a little thinker. Exactly. You really need some people to know about them. So, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> well, very cool. Very cool. Um, let's see. All right. Um, where are we at now in our schedule? We're going to plug everything. So I want right, to right say, there. if you are an overthinker and you enjoy these big questions and you want to meet other people who are overthinking and asking these big questions, discussions, please join our online Facebook group. We are having so much fun. There's now hundreds of overthinkers in there. We have awesome memes, which should get you in there immediately, articles. um, And the most fun is the questions that we ask Mm. multiple times a week. And you get these huge, long discussions on these great, great questions that we're asking. Um, And today, before we jump into plugging everything, I'd like to read a couple of uh, the comments that we had. We actually asked this question on on the, uh, the group. We said, is overthinking a good thing? Yeah, and they're not coming up on my phone, which is... (laughs) Hilarious, because I clearly didn't think enough about the technology on this before we started. Um, So we asked our uh, people on our overthinkers group um, how overthinking was for them, whether it was more of a good thing or bad thing in their life. Mm -hmm. And uh, we have this from Chris Pierdomincio. Honestly, it's been half and half for me. My diagnosed OCD brain makes me think of every possible scenario, good or bad in every situation, which can be overwhelming and paralyzing. At the same time, the same brain has given me immense creativity in screenwriting. See, that's something that we talked about. You disagreed about overthinking can make you less creative. And yeah. that's the thing is that that's, that's what we found is that actually thinking about things like it has helped our creativity. So he's mm-hmm. thinking about the, is this, it's almost like what affected him was thinking about the things that weren't the creative projects he wanted to. He was overthinking on the things he didn't want to. So again, it comes back to this, what are you overthinking about? (laughs) Exactly. Well, this gets to Christy self-cap, which uh, who says, it depends on what I'm dwelling on. Mm. Some things that can be destructive and cause a lot of anxiety, other things that can be helpful and even lead to deeper peace and hope. (laughs) So there you go. What you're thinking about versus how you're thinking about it. 
So that's so cool. So please join the group. It really is a lot of fun. As you can tell, we have some great discussions going on. It's the Overthinkers on Facebook. Check it out. Join the group. We'd love to have you and get your opinion on all these big questions. And if you would like to read Nathan's article, Is Overthinking Good for Us? You can read it right now on theoverthinkersjournal.com. There we also have bios. You can know a little more about the hosts, who we are, what we do. And we have some more great articles coming out this year. Um, and Joseph, any other things to plug? Nathan, do you have anything to plug? Aside from the article that we just plugged? Mm, I do need to plug my phone in later, but that's about it. So we're going to plug oh, his phone we're in. We're going to plug, plug his phone in. Uh, yes. And you can find, uh, if you're looking for me, you can find me on any of the socials, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. And you can also find me on my website, josephholmstudios.com. Uh, Nathan uh, Clarkson, where can they find you? You can find me at nathanclarkson.me and all the socials. Just type in my name, Nathan Clarkson. And that's it. I love hearing from people. Please send us a, a message or a note yes. about the episode, what you agree, what you disagree with. We love hearing if from you. If you think that we're wrong about overthinking, which I don't know why you're listening to our podcast, <laughs> if you do, please send us a note and let us know. We Throw can... down the gauntlet. Exactly. <laughs> well, thank you all very much for being here. And remember, if it is worth thinking about, it's worth overthinking about. Good night, everybody.